this is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. In all my years of living with cats, of knowing cats, of having cats as pets, as friends, as acquaintances, colleagues, associates, students, mentors, professors, sages, shamans, etc., etc., and so forth, subsidiaries. I've never seen a cat laugh. I've never seen one laugh. No matter how much I tickle its armpits, uh, uh, I've never heard a chortle. Not a single chortle. And all the times I've tried to tickle, tickle its feet, nope, they just kind of kick their feet away. They don't. I don't ever hear a giggle, a, g- a simple giggle. I don't hear a guffaw, a yuck yuck. Not a single little. Not a, not not a. Not a single snicker. Not a single snicker from those cats. Dogs either. I've never heard a dog laugh. So I think the best comedians are the ones who can actually get. Um, we've seen them crack smiles. We've seen them crack smiles. That's a victory in itself. But I think the comedian who can actually make a cat just fall over with gut-busting laughter, that, that, my friend, that is the mark of a true comedian. Right? Right, speak and spell? Speak and spell. Spell. Laughing cat. K-I-N-G-O-F C-O-M-E-D-I-A-N-S King of Comedians? You are correct. Oh, thank, thank you so much for that. It's now 2.13 a.m. It's July 4th. And uh, it's crazy. I'm watching this TV show, Bosch. And on it, um, the girl's mom gets shot and dies. It was making me so sad. And I was just thinking about I was just thinking about the death of Gonzo and how that, how much that hurt me. I can only imagine how much the death of a, how much worse the death of a parent would feel. And, um, while I was watching it, all of a sudden I heard all this chirping and scrambling about. It sounded like a squirrel. and I thought, oh man, what's going on? So I opened up the, the sliding door and I go out to the balcony. And there's a raccoon walking along down there out in the back and uh, it's carrying a a little squirrel and so I went to the other side of the balcony much closer to where all this chirping was going on and I just saw this little squirrel just sitting on the sitting on the wire, just chirping away, you know, chirping away. And very upset that 
its little mate was was taken Understand, you know. I understand it's a cycle of life, or whatever. But damn, dude. So then I came over this other side as I'm looking at, you know, as I'm looking at the little squirrel. I glance down and I see a cat down there. Then, and then I'm thinking to myself, is that the cat that Jenny and I just saw the other night, and that we, we, you know, we basically held on to. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but Jenny and I heard a little meowing, and it was next door from the apartments next door, and it was a little cat. It was just out, out and about. So Jenny and I took it in and put it into her bathroom. We closed the door, and then we walked around that apartment complex asking them if if any of them knew you know did you have a cat that was walking around there was a girl that was sitting out on the stoop we're trying to get a hold of the manager of it of the place and as we're trying to do that all of a sudden there just so happened to be a guy walking along and uh We said, we said, uh, well, oh, that's what it was. Jenny and I ended up just dropping the cat back off at, um, just where we found him. We're just sitting there wondering, okay, what should we do? What should we do? So we just decided to just leave the cat in the same spot where we had found it. And we figured, oh, it'll, it'll find, it'll figure its way, you know, back to where it was. And, um, so yeah, there happened to be a guy just walking out there and, Je- and Jenny goes, oh, hey, do you happen to own a cat? And he said, oh yeah, I just let it inside. So apparently his cat, that was the dude's cat. He just so happened to, you know, be coming home at that point or something. But now I'm wondering if that's the same cat because the dude, apparently a dude's kid, um, had let it out or something accidentally so yeah he was he was surprised that we held on to his cat overnight but better us than someone else who isn't compassionate to animals god man Oof. man you know you just keep relaying over and over in your mind your little oh there's that sound again there's that squirrel check it out here it is did you hear that Squirrel. There he is. Do you hear him? Probably searching for his little friend. Poor little creature. Oh. There he is. creature is probably so confused I mean heck maybe maybe it was just right there you know maybe they're sleeping and the raccoon came in 
So a little bit ago, a little bit ago when I saw that little cat out here, I wanted I wanted to get him out of here. I went I went outside in the backyard. Oh, I see a little cat way over there, way over there now. That same little cat way over there, walking through the back back area of the apartment complex here. But I don't know if that's the same cat from the other night. But the thing is. I wanted to protect this little cat in case that raccoon is still around. Gosh, man. All right. All right, that's all for now. That's all for now. More later. So this is now the next day, uh, or the same day, rather, the same day. It's 12.03 p.m. This is the afternoon uh, after what you heard, what you just heard there. So this is, this is, this is, this is the, you know, the day of that, I guess, technically same day. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, how to put this. Um, so, okay, so a while ago. So I, I had ordered the book, The Mad World of William Gaines, written by, written by Frank Jacobs. I ordered that, got it in the mail. I've been reading it. You know, I've been reading it. So keep that on the back burner in mind while I'm telling you this story. There are a few elements that are going on, but this is, ideally I can actually express the kind of crazy synchronicity that happened here. So, okay, now that's on the back burner, okay? I bought that book, History, History of Mad Magazine. I've been, I've been reading this book. And um, what I like to do is I'll, I'll usually put on uh, like a 1950s playlist by Alexa because this book and all the happenings of, of, uh, of the roots of Mad Magazine started back in the 1950s. So I put it on a 1950s playlist. Uh, I do that every once in a while. Now, last night, uh, my buddy Mike Schley, he is writing uh, something that he wants to put me in. And he... He wanted me to watch a movie for, for this, you know, for the for, 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 to 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 uh, make a make a song that is sort of a parody of what's going on in the movie. He wanted me. He's like, "Hey, can you make sort of a parody song? Kind of channel your inner Weird Al. Make sort of a parody song that um." It's called Five Minutes to Live. He said, hey, watch this movie, Five Minutes to Live. Make a, make a song that, you know, sort of a parody of this. So today, so today, I think I set that up correctly. So today, moments ago, actually, I was sitting there. I had the 1950s playlist playing. I'm reading the book. I'm reading The Mad World of William Gaines. And then I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I need to watch this movie that Mike Schley told me about, Five Minutes to Live. I need to watch this. So I go onto my uh, fire stick. I go onto my Cody. Oh, 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 Bef- before this, before this happens, I'm listening to Alexa and a Johnny Cash song comes up. And I, th- and, and I thought, ooh, I'll give it a Johnny Cash vibe. Cause, Cause, Mike wanted me to 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 do it like a blues song, and when I heard Johnny Cash on that Alexa playing, I go, "Oh, that's a good frame of reference." Okay, okay, I'll use those typical blues chords. I'll get the E, the A, the B minor, and we'll just keep. We'll do that, just like Johnny Johnny Cash does. So, I'm like, "Great, that's cool. That's cool." All right. So then I, I, I search on Firefox. I get my Cody stick. I'm searching for it. Five minutes to live. I'm watching a movie. 
The movie starts right up. Starts right up. There are no credits. And I thought, oh, is this just a piece of the film or is this the whole movie? You know, what's going on? I'll just be patient. You know, maybe it's only a minute long or something. You know, maybe, who knows? Maybe it's just a trailer. I don't know. So it's playing, it's playing. <laughs> and there are these gangsters and there's a guy with a Tommy gun killing a cop. And, I, and I'm thinking, wow, that's quite interesting. That looks like Johnny Cash. And then all of a sudden it rolls to the credits. And then <laughs> the song... Is it Johnny Cash does the soundtrack for this movie? Five minutes to live. I didn't know this. He was he's one of the guys in the movie. He actually acts in the movie, and I'm thinking, what the hell? So I had expressed this synchronicity because as you know, I just get my mind just gets blown away with this stuff. And I gotta share them. Well, yeah, I gotta share them. So there you go. There have been other really interesting synchronicities that I've got to just keep. I mean, they've been happening more and more, which I'm so excited about. Um, so I've just got to, I just got to document those more and more. And uh, and you'll be the you'll be the ones to hear them first. Thank you for listening, Inspirato Projecto. I really appreciate it. Listen, I don't have much time, but. Do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm, please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends, okay? Anchor.fm. Playing a lot of Pac-Man... Did an episode on Pac-Man. Um, you know, there's a lot of different clones over the years of the game. Um, what are your first memories about Pac-Man? Uh, do you know when you played it last? Did you see that Google put their Pac-Man game on their front page to commemorate the 40th anniversary? Um, what was your first Pac-Man on a console? Was it on Atari, Commodore, NES? Um, I love the Atari version. I know people have criticized the colors and the sound. Um, you know, is it is it as good as the arcade? Well, you know, I, you know, you could always argue that. But I love Pac-Man. Who's your favorite Pac-Man character? Uh, and would you like to own a Pac-Man arcade machine? Man behind the machine. Man behind the machine. What an extraordinary question. What an extraordinary question. Uh... Pac-Man, boy, I can't believe it had the 40th anniversary. That means I was, I can't believe that means I was six years old when that came out. Man, I remember Pac-Man fever. I used to have the t-shirts, Pac-Man fever. I remember that shirt. The sleeves were red. It was a white front. I guess they call it the baseball, or what is it? Like a two-color, or tri-color? I don't know. I remember, like it was one of those kinds of shirts where it was like a t-shirt. Um, But it was like a sort of long sleeve, but kind of not. And the collar, I remember, was red. The sleeves were red. And it said Pac, Pac-Man Fever on the front. And it showed a picture of Pac-Man. And it showed a, a piece of the uh, arcade game. I loved that game. You know, it was interesting. I, was ta- I remember taking swim lessons. I take swim lessons up at the park district. And around that time, the Pac-Man cartoon came out. And I wanted to see that cartoon so bad. Um, but right when it was about to start, was when I had to leave to go to to uh, Saturday mornings. I'd be watching my Saturday morning cartoons. That was the only thing that um, I didn't like about going to swim lessons was missing the Pac-Man cartoon. But I absolutely loved swimming. Pac-Man, if I'm if uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Ricky Schroeder on Silver Spoons had. 
Pac-Man arcade game at his estate. Uh, along with the Dragon's Lair arcade game, which I absolutely loved. I, I, oof, I, I was so jealous. We'd watch that show just so I could catch a glimpse of the Dragon's Lair arcade game. <laughs> I get so excited because that was kind of like something that only a few of us really knew about, really. At that time, my parents didn't even know. Um, I couldn't have been six going up to the, to the arcade. There's no way I was that young. I was six when it came out. But I had to have been. Maybe, jeez. I can't remember how old I was when I started sneaking off to the arcades and using my allowance. Cutting the lawn. Doing the chores. I'd save up that money. And then my brother and I would sneak off to the arcade. Do our best at Dragon's Lair. That was 50 cents to play one game. Boy. Was it or am I only remembering it that way? That was such a crazy, tricky game. Uh, sure, I'd lo you know, I'd love to have an arcade. I'd love to have an arcade. There's an arcade nearby here called Player One. Or Ready Player One. Or no, Player One. Or Ready or Player One? It's not the movie, but it's a, it's kind of based off that. It's got a name that's similar to that movie. Player One, I think. Or, yeah, Player One Arcade. And it's great. They got all those 80s games in there. It's freaking cool. So cool. Pac-Man. What a fun, simple game. I remember Super Pac-Man. That was crazy. I remember all those alterations. Of course, Ms. Pac-Man, Junior Pac-Man. Pac-Man Junior, is that what it was called? Pac-Man Junior, Junior Pac-Man. Pac-Man fever, baby. Wow. It's so so cool that, that Google did that, that they recognized that. There's a, there's a documentary out there uh, about King Kong. I've never seen it. I've heard about it, but now I'm intrigued. I kind of want to go see it now. Tournaments, where these people have these tournaments playing King Kong. That was, that was you know, that was, that was a, a great way to gather and get to know people at the arcades. I love the arcade. Happy 4th of July, you guys. Happy Independence Day. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm on my balcony. I'm looking out. I'm seeing all these different fireworks in all these different cities. It's, a, it, it's astounding. And I'm thinking how cool that would be if I had a time lapse Time lapse of, of all these different places. I'm imagining something overlooking a series of towns, perhaps a place like Griffith Park Observatory, where you could see all the cities. Imagine putting up a time lapse. Holy cow! I'm sure we'll see a lot of those on YouTube. But man, it's a town. You just hear it happening all over the past. It's been going on for the past. Uh, month or so we've been hearing a lot about this over the past month of fireworks going on all over America could you imagine living in a country where this kind of thing was going on a lot and, and not fireworks but explosions bombs villages falling apart it's always easier to, uh, to destroy someone else's property, isn't it? It's always easier. Because you're not the one who has to do the cleanup. And plus, there, there's no sentimentality for you. There's no nostalgia involved for you. For them, though, yeah. Let's say there's a business owner who, you know, who, 
who inherited this from their father, who inherited it from the grandfather, who inherited it from the grandfather. And here's this business that's been going on for years. It's always easier to destroy their property and not, not care or even know, be completely ignorant to the excitement, the pride, the hard work, the effort, the... You know, all, all, all the enjoyment that went into building this establishment. And uh, it's always easier to destroy something that you're completely, you just you have no idea about than it is to uh, destroy your own stuff. The stuff that means to you, means a lot to you. Like these estate sales, they go into the people's houses. And they sell off all this stuff. They have no attachment to this stuff. But to the person who lived there, maybe that's their grandfather's portrait that's painted up on a wall. Nobody knows the history of that, the importance of that, who that grandfather is, or what he endured. They don't they don't care. They don't care. Um that's a side note. The main point that I wanted to get to is the idea of holidays and how it's so interesting how a holiday, a holiday that is publicly stamped with approval from the government or who knows how many people a council. There are councils, I suppose, that decide on what is a holiday, what isn't a holiday, what's worthy of a holiday, and why. Why is something a holiday? Where did that come from? What's it stemming from? So it's interesting how a holiday is basically a permission. It's a permission slip to act in a certain way or to behave a certain way, and it's like a free pass to act that particular way. And everyone has to kind of just make that agreement. There it is. St. Patrick's Day? Oh, all these people are walking around all in green? Why does that have to be a special holiday if you want to just dress in green? and You know, that's a side note. That's a side note. That's a parallel texture to the situation. But there are these permissions. We're, we're permitting you, everybody... Today's Valentine's Day, and this, and today's the day you spend money on your wife or girlfriend or significant other to let them know how much you love them. Here's another holiday uh, in which you give them gifts. So it's interesting. It's interesting that by now, after all this time, we don't have a holiday that really points out being kind to people for that day. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, once that holiday is up, certainly we'll get a lot of folks on the other side of the coin. There's always people talk about what's on the other side of the coin. Always talking about the bases that you haven't covered. Always talking about the reasons, the all of those arguments that you didn't even think of making or try to defend. But what if there was that one day where it's like, okay, today's random act of kindness day. Today's random act of kindness day, and you're not allowed to post it to Instagram about all of the great deeds you did. You're not allowed to post it to Facebook. You're not allowed to post it to your social networks. In effect, that could be frowned upon. (laughs) Um, Just do good for people today. Wouldn't that be cool? Just to know that one day out of the year, and I'm sure what I'm saying isn't very... You know, original. Because how many years have passed between before I was born? When I was born, after I was born, and now. I don't know how much time there was up in between that point and now. However, gosh, wouldn't that be nice if there was just be good people day? Just be, just do random acts of kindness. Just, just because. Humanity day. 
Wouldn't that be astounding? Halloween gives everybody who's a freak, labeled a freak, geek, you know, someone who thinks, maybe thinks uh, unpractically. The folks who just love the idea of uh, crossbreeding fiction with reality. And that's a holiday. And, and, and still yet folks will not dress up on that day. Isn't that interesting? It's, they still want to play the cool guy. They still want to be the cool guy. On Halloween. Halloween is a day to get goofy, man. It's, it's a permission slip. It's the day to let you put your guard down. And here we are. The 4th of July. Giving people permission to explode fireworks. Could you imagine all the veterans that are out there right now? And I know we've heard about this too. The veterans that are dealing with this right now? Could you imagine how many nightmares they might possibly have tonight? How many nightmares they might be happening right have might be having right now? I learned about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Years ago, years ago, I know a lot of veterans. I grew up with veterans. We would go and we would sing at the, at the VA hospitals for Christmas. I got to meet these guys. War is not a pretty thing. It's always easy to, to, to talk about something that you're not directly involved in so flippantly. Many folks don't remember that these these guys came back from Vietnam traumatized. Okay, so they they went into Vietnam at 16 years, uh, 19, 19 years old. I'm sure some were were younger because they might have lied about their age. But 19 was the average age of these guys. Can you imagine? Think back to when you were 19 years old. Imagine getting drafted. Imagine getting a letter in the mail that says. You're you're gonna go. You're gonna go to a foreign country. You're gonna carry a gun, grenades. You're gonna walk through the jungles. You're gonna put your life on a line and fight this. Fight these people because we're telling you to. And the people who are saying we're telling you to, those are the people who are sitting in air-conditioned offices who don't have to get a lick of blood on their, on their bodies. They don't have to hear the explosions. They, ha- they have that. They get to sleep soundly at night with their families. There could definitely be an alternative way of, of, of celebrating our independence without exploding things. I've, I love, I grew up with fireworks. I'm just jamming on the what if here. I grew up with fireworks, watching the fireworks, the explosions. I love the explosions. In addition to that, being sensitive to the torture, the mental anguish. These are guys who If you check the statistics, there is a huge number of veterans committing suicide each day. (laughs) Can you imagine living who knows how many moments of your life completely out of your element? Your bearings are all screwed up. Right now... those of us who are not fighting wars not being drafted against our will to go fight wars some of us work in these 9 to 5 jobs uh, perhaps even during the COVID crisis (laughs) Uh, 9 to 5 jobs getting barked at bosses we think that's torture enough and then we go home and then we gotta try to figure out how to wash all that away and then deal with our families or if we live alone or with roommates you know how are we gonna do that 
How are we going to not carry that around with us? You don't have the luxury of that when you're in the midst of war and you got bullets flying around you and there might be grenades going off while you're sleeping at night. There might be people sneak attacking you. You might get your, your neck slit. You got to sleep with one eye open. Maybe you're not even... Maybe you're going through, you know, days, days or a week without sleeping. Dealing with craziness. Just being ordered, being diligent, following your mission. Coming home and then people spit at you, calling you a baby killer. Were they there with you? Were they there with you? When people put bombs on their own babies and then sent the babies off to come towards your platoon with their arms open, you're going, oh, little baby, oh, little baby, and then the baby explodes. And then after enough time of that happening, you go, uh-oh, that baby running towards me means they might possibly have a bomb on them. And you're caught with a decision now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you gonna, what are you gonna do with that little seven year old who's running at you, who might or might not have a bomb? Meanwhile, there's all this news that's trickling to a bunch of people. It's the game of phone. And then they, all they hear is remnants. And then when you get off that plane, people are spitting at you. They have no idea what you went through. Years and years, you gotta deal with this. Every time you hear a car backfiring, every time you hear a firework, every time. You hear a loud noise that might even slightly resemble a gunshot. You hit the deck because you don't want to get shot. That's, 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 you know, talk about classical conditioning. That's what that is right now. That's what that is. Let's say you grew up and your grandma used to always make these delicious hamburgers. Every time you think about hamburgers, your mouth starts watering. You think about grandma's delicious hamburgers. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, Grandma's hamburgers, so delicious. And every time you see a commercial and they talk about hamburgers, all of a sudden your mouth starts watering right away. All of a sudden you're starting to feel nostalgic. All of a sudden you're starting to recreate. That's what these trigger words are. That's what those words are. We've, we've anchored ourselves in that. I don't know what all the right solutions are. Does anybody know what the right solutions are? My solution is to try to have as much of a harmonic balance as possible. Finding where do we meet? Where do we meet? Let's work from there. What thoughts are our own and what thoughts have been taught to us? What have we heard on the media and the news and what have we thought of ourselves? Starting tomorrow is the, July 5th is the World Convergence. It's going to go for 10 days. And these people, it's going to happen online. The last time this happened, it, it happened physically 33 years ago. And these people got together. They talked about higher consciousness. They talked about togetherness. Talked about connections, finding agreements. Where are, where are the win-win situations? And so for those 10 days online, harmonic convergence. How beautiful is that? People from all over the world. You can look this up. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's called... T... Uh... I, 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 I don't know the exact website. But you can see when you register, you can see all the people all over the world that are doing this. And these people are going to make an agreement. And you know what that agreement is? They're going to meditate. They're going to talk about the good vibes. They're going to think about the togetherness, connecting. Connecting. 
amplifying the best version of ourselves. Oof. What a beautiful idea, huh? Beautiful idea. Beautiful idea. You know what else they're going to do? There's going to be meditations. There are going to be meditations to attempt to have worldwide UFO sightings. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that's going to do? UFO sightings. Everyone's going to focus in on that same intention. Get get in that same vibe and invite in these UFOs, man. These sightings. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? What happens? What happens? If suddenly we get these news reports, Instagram reports, TikTok, all over the social networks, all over of UFOs appearing all over the place... Undeniable. Undeniable. It's funny, a lot of times we won't believe that that something is an actual true thing until our favorite news organization broadcasts it. Until they cover it, nah, that's that's just made up. Why, did, why didn't it make bigger noise when the Pentagon said, you know, yep, you know what, we, we, to, we totally, we, you know, we, we actually agree. You know, these UFO sightings, they're real. Why didn't that make bigger waves? Because the news was so caught up with rioters, robbers, killers looters uh, among other things that overshadowed a possible thing that we could have all looked at and gone ooh maybe this is the thing maybe this is the solution let's stop right now maybe this is the solution let's look at this for a little bit let's consider this well tomorrow July 5th for 10 days. Um, these happenings are going to be going on. And wow. That's, you know, that's not a government sanctioned holiday, is it? That is a, a people holiday. An agreement made among people we're starting to realize just how strong we actually are how much power we actually we actually have we're, we're starting to learn that the government works for us we're not your slaves you mandate certain things you make certain laws you say we got to do this we got to do that or there are all these consequences well you know what we didn't agree to those laws we didn't decide on that <laughs> you know we didn't say that that's the thing that, that needs to happen or that's the thing that's best for us. Ultimately, deep inside, don't, don't, don't we want satisfaction? Don't we want to have vacations? Don't we want time off from work? Don't we want to just relax? Don't we want to retire? Don't we want to do whatever we want, however we want to do it, without consequences? Don't we want to do something without having to force something to, ma- to, to, force something to make it happen? Don't we want to not have to fight anymore or worry about our family's lives, about who's going to come in and kill us at night? Don't we want to not have to, I don't know, be drug dealers or, 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 or have, to be, have to be cops and have to bring order and civility to the world? Don't we, not, don't we want to not have to be the millionaires who are spending, you know, or the billionaires who are spending millions of dollars to alter a landscape in a certain direction, what then? You know? Even when, it's funny, even even when folks get what they want, they still want something more. They still say, oh, I'm missing this, or I wish I had that instead. Well, what about this thing that's happening right here? 
Is it possible to appreciate that? Is it possible to really enjoy, get gratitude out of this thing? What's the point of being rich if you can't actually spend that money on things like experiences? That's the point of being rich is to is to is is to use that. Those are credits that enable you to have experiences that you want. Those are exp- th- that we want, that I want. <laughs> I want to go to the Bahamas. Why? Oh, the beach, the relaxation. I just want time off from work. Well, the opposite side of that coin is, well, what what's so terrible at work that's making you want to escape from it and to live in that opposite direction? We become so accustomed to having to serve someone else that we forget just how powerful we ourselves are as individuals. Let's make our own holidays, folks. And, and you know what? We don't we don't need groups of people to make agreements with us in order to celebrate our own personal holidays, do we? Do we? Do we? Do we? Do we really need those permissions? Especially for those of us who go, who go I don't care what anybody thinks. Okay, if you truly don't care what anybody thinks, then then that means you're going to give up competing. That means you're going to give up trying to get attention from people. That means that you're going to give up trying to be the top dog, the alpha guy. That means you're going to give up trying to be the hashtag boss woman. That means you're going to give up trying to show everybody just how cool you are and that you know better. That means that. That's what that means. That's what comes along with that. That's kind of the, the hidden agreement. We can tear down statues. We can tear down monuments, try to erase history. Does that mean that we're going to stop talking about history then? For those of us who don't want to see George Washington monuments and we, and, and we take it down, are we going to stop complaining then? Plenty of things that offend me. But I leave space and I leave room for those who want to, you know, who feel strongly about those things to say what they want to say. Will they give me space to say what I want to say? Well, I have consequences if I say what I want to say. So it's this idea of being a, a whole organism. What's going to move the organism forward? It's momentum. Reality transurfing. Check that out. Reality transurfing. Zeland, Z-E-L-A-N-D. Check it out. Reality transurfing. It's talking about the pendulum. It's talking about the movement. It's talking about the weight. It's talking about the momentum that's moving in a direction. You got momentum moving in a direction. It picks up steam. It becomes a snowball. It becomes an avalanche. When we explore the ideas that enrich our souls, that enable everybody to act in their best element, there's no need for conflict. There's no need for fighting. When we're trying to become the same brain, when we're going, let's go in the direction wants to go and we figure out ways in which to add and add and add and contribute to it when we bake a cake together someone goes ooh let's add sprinkles then someone goes ooh let's add this finding the agreements moving the momentum moving the momentum make your own holiday become your own entertainment and then you know what We won't ever have to worry whether or not anybody likes what we're doing. That becomes a byproduct.
If you have thoughts, ideas, suggestions, if you're on Anchor, send me a message. I'll put you on here. You could also email me at inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can also call, leave a message on there, 561-203-9179er. I'd love to hear what you got to say about these shenanigans. Happy Independence Day, and you know what? This is a great reminder that you are independent. In. Dependent. In. Go in. Be dependent on yourself. And you get the entire universe, baby. just popped up in my brain. Um, growing up in a house with a brother and a sister taught me how to share, um, how to let the, let's say, less trained, less skilled, uh, less equipped, uh, letting them win. Letting them win once in a while. Not to always be the one who's hogging the limelight, the spotlight, you know, being the cool one, um, being the winner, being the, the top dog. When, peop- when people get that opportunity to feel like they've, they've progressed or they've made a, you know, a difference or they're being celebrated for something, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And it really doesn't hurt, hurt you at all. It doesn't hurt anyone at all to to share that. If you think about it, it's just as really honestly an arbitrary thing. It's really just a, winning is just an arbitrary thing because once it happens, it's over with. And then what? And then what? You gloat about it. Some people go in your face. I'm better than you. You know, like they want they want to see the reactions of their friends or family or whoever neighbors classmates uh they want to see them i don't know with that look of defeat maybe maybe they're maybe they're waiting to see those people with the look of defeat or uh, or 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 maybe maybe that's their way of feeling vindicated or yeah I, i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is um but it's like For, for the winners of the world, would you be that excited if you were on a desert island and it was just you winning all the time? Because you wouldn't have anyone to say it to. We wouldn't have anyone to talk to about it. You know? That would be taken away. That idea of the sports mentality would be taken away. There'd be no reason to even have it. There'd be no reason for the competition. Um, Because the winner... Okay, what's the end result? Praise. Clapping. A ring, maybe? Or an award? And then where does it go from there? And then what? I remember being in the spelling bee and long ago and and I and I I I just wanted to spell the words the correct way. That's all. I just wanted to spell the words correctly. I wasn't trying to beat anybody. You know, I, I don't even know I, I I don't even know I won an award. I remember what was it? 5th or 6th grade. You know, I ended up going to the what was it? The district spelling bee or something. I loved spelling for the sake of spelling. That satisfaction of like, "Wow, I could remember that. Wow, that's great." That's what I liked. And then when they told me I won a third place 
spelling bee trophy for the district. I was confused. I was, I guess, slightly excited, but I didn't feel that I earned it. (laughs) You know? You know? I didn't feel I earned it. I didn't feel I earned it. Because I dropped the ball on my own. You know, it was me. It was me versus me. In, in books, they say man versus man, man versus nature, man versus himself. Uh, this is one of those classic things of man versus himself, a child versus himself. And, and I wouldn't even say it's, it was that. It wasn't like a conflict, like, ah, I got to battle this beast. Or rather, child versus words. <laughs> uh, which would actually be an interesting movie idea. A kid who's studying for the, for the spelling bee and he has these, uh, these crazy nightmares of, of fighting these words. Uh, so so, so it's, re- it's really quite interesting, this idea of competition. This idea of gloating. What, 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 what's the end result? We won. Our team got another trophy. Mm-hmm. And then? And then? Does that grant you all the secrets to the universe? Is that going to help you figure out uh, what goes on in the other dimensions? <laughs> Is that going to help you... I don't know. Better... Com- can, uh, connect with humanity? So interesting. So, yeah, growing up with growing up with uh, siblings taught me that idea of sharing, 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 sharing the win. Why not? What's the harm? What's the harm? I remember playing video games against my grandpa, and I would always let him win. Because I knew he had no frame of reference for what what we were playing, and God bless that guy. God bless Grandpa for sitting down and play video games with me. Want to play, Grandpa? I remember there was a game for Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and it was called River Raid. <laughs> do you guys do you guys remember that game? And you had this little airplane, and you'd you'd fly along this river, and you had shoot stuff and get out of the way of rocks. And uh, you could, I believe it was a two-player game. I think they had that function on there. And I remember my grandpa, one of the times when he and grandma came over, probably for a holiday or something. And uh, I'd say, Grandpa, want to play River Raid? (laughs) And even though he had no frame of reference for what a video game was, I remember this is probably the first video game he ever played in his life. I remember... I remember, I remember us playing this game and going, oh my gosh, Grandpa, you're so good. I was probably like 10 years old. I just called Grandpa, holy cow, this is great, you're so good. And I remember, and I remember intentionally... (laughs) I remember intentionally crashing the airplane into the rocks. I remember intentionally doing it and 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 trying to make it look like I accidentally did it because I wanted Grandpa to win. So if you got kids and you, and you play around with them, let those you know let those little kids win once in a while. Let them win, man. That's important. Let them win. Let them feel like they're making progress. Let them have that frame of reference in their brains of what it's like to, you know, move, move forward. Praise them for their attempts trying something new. Enhance their education in the directions of what they're interested in. Give them more books. Show them movies. 
Because you know what? That's a, that's a very big deal. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light? <laughs> 